0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On Air. It's time for Southern Health Future. Updates from the Southern District Health Board and Community Health Council. Well, we wait with some anticipation, don't we, about the arrival of COVID in this part of the country. Being so fortunate up to this point, but uh, being realistic about it, uh, the community needs to prepare. And we're going to take some time now to talk with Pete Wally, who's the Southern District Health Board Community SIQ coordinator. SIQ, that's a self-isolation quarantine. So Pete's going to be in a good position to give us some good general advice. Um, Morena, great to have you with us, Pete.
1: Hey, good Carl. Uh, thanks for having me along.
0: So is this all about being ready for COVID, Pete? Uh, let's just start with some general um, things to think about. COVID's coming, what do people need to do to prepare?
1: Yeah, the, the, the main thing is, is to get vaccinated. Um, that's the most important thing that we can do to protect ourselves and protect our fauna. There's lots of vaccination centres that are walk-in. Um, there's heaps of info available on the Southern Health website. Um, and the Ministry of Health pages as to where those where those sites are. Um, the booster shots are coming in, so you you can now get those if it's been more than six months for your first shot. Um, and please, please stay home if you are sick, and get it tested if you are if you even do have uh, mild symptoms. Um, because what can happen is you know you may be infectious and we can spread this on to those that are most vulnerable. Um, The other key thing is to keep track of where you've been because that makes the contact tracing side much, much easier um, to work out who may have been exposed. Um, And to wear a face mask and maintain good hand hygiene uh, when you're out and about.
0: That all uh, is very familiar messaging, isn't it? And we should have that well ingrained by now. But perhaps, just perhaps, um, the the sobering reality that we're seeing uh, uh, small out Breaks um, now start to spread to other parts of the country, it's perhaps a bit of a reminder that we should take all these things very seriously and get back into good habits if we can. Um, now, the next question, so what happens if you do have a, a COVID test? What happens after that?
1: Yeah, so if you do get a COVID test, then you need to isolate till those test results are available. Um, that can take up to a couple of days, depending on uh, we are in the region or the volume of tests going to the lab. Um So it's important to be prepared for those couple of days while you're waiting. So it goes into the lab, and um, if it's negative, you get a text saying your test is negative. Um, But if it's positive, then you'll get a phone call. And Mm. then the process will start, and that'll be from one of the medical officers or the communicable disease nurses. And then they'll start the process as to, where have you been? Do you have any other symptoms? And then we'll start our own internal plans um, into managing that situation.
0: All right. Um, talk a little bit about the the, the things we might want to do to to be prepared at home for at least that 48 hours or potentially longer if it's a positive test At the moment. So how how long, if you do test positive, are you likely to be in isolation?
1: So at the moment for cases, is, is um, it's 10 days and they have to be symptom-free for 72 hours. So you're looking at staying at home for up to a couple of weeks. Um, the important thing as well is any household contacts, they need to stay at home um, while that case is still recovering and then beyond that period as well because that's a continuous exposure event. Yeah. Right. Um, so they still may be infectious in that, you know, uh week, ten days post that person recovering. So you have to be prepared to be at home for at least a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it's really important that you are prepared, right?
1: Yeah, hugely. So what we've looked at and we've kind of looked at what, you know, civil defence does this all the time, with these floods, fires, earthquakes and having, you know, being prepared in case there's an event, uh, because if it does get big, it'll get big really, really fast. Um, so it's important for people to have some level of self sufficiency in that event.
0: You want to kind of make a plan for your household um, and to be ready for it. Then, so let's let's think about that plan. Um, what are the things that we need to think about and include?
1: Yeah. So the key things for the plan, first and foremost, is having a list of who are the important people that you might need to talk to. So that includes your GP. Um, your pharmacy, knowing what Healthline's number is, if so if you still don't, don't develop any symptoms. Um, who's your support network? So who can you ring to you know, come and feed your cat, mow your lawns, all of those kind of things? Um, so your family, your friends, your neighbours, uh, your schools that your kids might go to, uh, or your workplace as well to tell your boss, hey, look, I'm off work for a couple of weeks, so they know what's going on.
0: Makes sense to have those and have them ready ahead of time while everything's good and in the the hope that nothing is needed and you don't get COVID. But uh, boy, oh boy, if you're starting to feel a bit rotten, you'd be very pleased for any preparation that you've done ahead of time, I'm absolutely sure. Um, So let's talk about um, people who might be sick and having to isolate on their own and not able to do, for example, simple household tasks.
1: Um, yeah, so it's, it's having a list of instructions of things that might need to be done um, around the house that you can't do. So if you, you, know, you can't go outside or it's too hard to mow the lawn or something like that, someone can come and fire up the lawnmower for you or can they go get you groceries for you or feed your pets if you've got you know, a lifestyle block and some cattle down the road or something like that. Um, and we've been doing lots of work with the likes of the Rural Support Trust and the Ministry of Primary Industries uh, working with farmers um, because the reality is, if there's a case on a farm, this could be quite a significant event. Um, because the cows need still need to be milked, so it is. It is, you know, it, there's a wide range of scenarios for you know people in our region that um, could happen. But yeah, for um, people at home, it's what are those things that you do day to day that you might be, you know, bedridden and you can't do.
0: And how can you make sure that those things are done without coming into contact with whoever might be coming in and doing that for you? What about making um, some provisions for essential supplies? What, what might essential supplies mean?
1: Yeah, so essential supplies are important because if you are isolating for a uh, couple of weeks, you won't be able to go out to the supermarket. Um, and if other people are also isolating, it, it can be a bit harder to kind of get there. I and mean, as we saw when um, there was a large number of cases in Auckland, the um, click and collect spots got gobbled up pretty fast. Um, the main thing is to have a few essential items on board, but don't go don't go nuts and buy all the toilet paper, please. We do make toilet paper in New Zealand. Um, or buy all the bread mix. I think that was the other one, wasn't it? It was flour. Um, so the key things to stock up on, and this is all on the Southern Health website, is things like any food, so dried food um, like pasta and rice or anything that's canned that's preserved for a long time. Um, if you have... Uh, any hygiene needs, so yeah, things like toilet paper, um, hand sanitizer, any medical needs. If you need um, your regular medications and prescriptions, making sure they're all up to date. You don't want to get to the end of your script and then oh, I need another three weeks' course of something, um, and you can't get to the pharmacy. Um, cleaning products is probably a key one, um, particularly if you're in a house with someone else, to making sure that you're uh, keeping the house clean to minimise any risk there. So paper towels and detergents and those kind of things. Um, And, yeah, probably, you know, you're going to be stuck inside for a while, which uh, can be pretty hard work. So something to get you entertained, if you've got a project you can do or a good book to read or um, something to watch on TV that you can catch up on, that's probably key as well because, you know, that's a long time to stay stay inside and not have any contact with anyone.
0: Now, of course, there are many different scenarios for anyone who might find themselves in this position. So, you know, great to have a good comprehensive list of some of the basic things that we want to make sure we're taking care of for a what-if scenario. Um, what about, you know, those things that we might be responsible for that you're necessarily going to make have to make alternative arrangements for, for example, if you're needing to care for other people so forth?
1: Yeah, that's probably a key one to think of now. And there's a lot of things we probably do day to day that we don't really think of. Is like, you know, do you look after the neighbour down the road and get the mail for them or something like that? Or do you have childcare arrangements and need someone else to look after your kids? Um, Are there any dependents? Are you looking after a um, sick or elderly grandparent, something like that? Um, So having having a plan in place that if you are unavailable, who else can fill in um, and do it, you know, fairly short notice and put potentially out for a week or so. Um, so those, those things are key. The other thing is talking to your employer um, and knowing, you know, what is the what is most employers are pretty good at having their own plans place as to um, am I able to work from home, um, and if not, what what is the next alternative um, solution?
0: And again, uh, it's the time to have those conversations is right now, isn't it? When um uh, hopefully everyone as well got a clear mind got a little bit of a window of opportunity to think about all of this stuff clearly and i guess once you've done that you can kind of put it to bed and know that you've uh, you've discussed all of this stuff with uh, with the key people in your life and the key organisations that you have contact with maybe one of the other things that people need to think about too uh, if they do necessarily need to self-isolate is just keeping themselves uh, mentally well and uh, that would include keeping yourself busy and distracted and entertained, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's probably the key one. So um, nowadays we're pretty fortunate with all the technology. We can connect with people from all around the world so you can still talk to people. You can still use, you know, the powers of Zoom and Facebook to talk to each other and connect with people. You don't have to... um, Shut yourself off completely, but it's yeah, it's um, it's keeping yourself occupied and keeping yourself busy. So, um, particularly you know, if, you know, you have kids in the house as well that are isolating with you. Is how are you going to keep keeping them occupied as well because they can't go out and about? Um, so yeah, having things like you know puzzles or books or uh, um, you know coloring in for the kids to look at, or what what are your outdoor projects that you suddenly you know can paint your fence that week, um, providing that you've got the supplies to do it. Um, those those kind of things are, are probably good things to have um, ready to go in case you do um, need to isolate.
0: Lots to think about, uh, and it's been great to have this conversation with you, Pete. Uh, for um, anyone who wants to check out some of the suggestions that we've talked about this morning, and to be better prepared, uh, where are the best places to go for information?
1: Yeah, so the best places to go is the Unite Against COVID-19 website. So that's the Ministry of Health and Government-directed website, which is www.covid19.gov.nz, and that is our prime reference. It gets updated every day with any new information or guidance um, that's available, and that has all the resources that are available for um, things like uh, the wage subsidy scheme and all of that sort of stuff. It's all on that website and um, set out in a way that's very easy to navigate. Uh, locally, the best website is the Southern Health website, which is dot www.southernhealth.nz. Um, and all our information is going to be posted on there as to um, home preparedness plans and checklists as to have I um, got calling lists of the right people or have I considered buying these items in case I am isolated.
0: Pete Wally, uh, Southern DHB Community uh, Self-Isolation Quarantine Coordination Manager. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us, Pete. I know all of this stuff you'll have been thinking about very carefully, and uh, let's hope that uh, it won't be for too many of us in this community that uh, needs to apply all of what we've learned today, but uh, best to be prepared. Thanks so much.
1: Cool. Thanks for having me along.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.